the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for being a listener of the show. My job is to make that pay off for you and to give you some insights into things that make you money over time, hopefully, or maybe stop you from making a mistake, or maybe you'll say, screw you, Rob, I'm on my own. That's fine. President Trump's going to sign an executive order for the United States to purchase essential drugs from American companies. Um, politics runs into Wall Street on a day-by-day basis, and it's funny because politics is something that I prefer not to talk about. I'll talk about birth control. I'll talk about how much cash I have in my wallet. I'll talk about my past love life. I prefer not to talk about politics. But when Trump says something like that, Merck, Pfizer, Eli Lilly, Bristol-Myers Squibb, Kodak, move higher. Kodak is under investigation. I told you this would happen. They were promised a big government contract. Some insiders went out and bought shares. Then the press release comes out about this big contract. And now people are going to go to jail. And it looks like it might be a favor from the White House. We're going to send a lot of money to an American company who has really no business in manufacturing chemicals tied towards um, producing uh, pharmaceuticals or vaccinations in the United States. But hey, it's part of our state of New York. You can get some of the blue collar workers to vote for you by doing that. Neither here nor there. People are going to go to jail. It'll take you a few years to get through the court systems. And it's bad for you and me because we lose faith in Wall Street when we see something like Kodak go from bucks to 60 bucks a share back down to two bucks a share. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi had a CNBC this morning. She's in the news. Politics is in the news. I cannot avoid this. She said the next spending bill, and both sides have agreed to meet for stimulus talks tonight at 5 p.m. East Coast time. So we might hear things on the West Coast right around 3 or 4 p.m on how close they're getting. I heard rumblings from Steve Mnuchin yesterday that they're at least a week away and not a lot's being accomplished. Even the press is saying a lot is being accomplished. That's poker. Poker face. Um, So Nancy Pelosi says the bill must include scientific biographies. (laughs) Love that. Underline the word scientific. Um, there is not much different cost from remote learning versus in-person learning in school. Um, yeah, there's a lot of truth to that, but a lot of school is babysitting for Americans who have to work two jobs to pay bills uh, to keep up with inflation. And I know it's part of our tax money is going to pay for babysitters for other people. I get it. And those babysitters are teachers, but also teachers do an amazing job of catching problems in children. Teachers do an amazing job. Like, I couldn't imagine life without my best friends in second grade and third grade, so to speak. Mom and dad were great, but they weren't that great. So Nancy Pelosi hopes President Trump does extend the moratorium on evictions. 
and that the United States needs comprehensive testing to reopen the economy. Basically sticking out a middle finger to Trump, saying we want a scientific plan to defeat the virus and we need comprehensive testing to reopen the economy when he's saying we want less testing. I don't know how this rhetoric gets resolved. All I'm going to say it's sausage making. And you don't really want to see that pig sausage, that, that pork sausage that you love, when you see the hooves and the tail and the, the snout go into the grinder. Don't watch politics right now. Instead, ask yourself things like, is Rob going to do a bad pun in three, two, one? Roku is streaming lower as its advertising outlook for second half 2020 was not reassuring. This has been a big winner in COVID. This is a stuck that I do not own, but I own the product. And I kind of like the product. I don't like it built into TVs. I like the, the boxes they sell. Even though millennials don't like wires and thing, they like things built in. So I'm kind of fighting the old man fight there. Or oh, I like the box with wires. <clears throat> so we already knew a lot of what was going to happen with them. But in this quarter, we got more issues with uh, Netflix. They reported huge second quarter numbers. Disney announced this week Disney Plus surpassed 60 million subscribers. So we knew like Roku was like in a good environment. So they sell those services and they get a cut a, a bit of the commission. They had a nice quarter. Um, they lost 18 cents less than expected. The stock is lower. They showed 18% year over year average revenue per user growth. A little bit slower than it was in the first quarter. In the first quarter, we all panicked. We're like, what? What? We're not going to be able to see movies? We better stream movies. We better stream. And Best Buys were sold out of things like Roku's. So Roku gave some insight there. They said the ad industry outlook remains uncertain and that total TV ad spend will not recover to pre-COVID levels until well into 2021. That's some insight for you. Um, I'm starting to question the Super Bowl. Because I'm looking at the calendar, I'm like, if the elections are close and the Super Bowl is getting close too, all right? Will we have a Super Bowl with fans or no fans? Will it be record viewership for the Super Bowl? I bet it will be. I bet it will be. Um, but will it be the same experience? I don't know. Will advertisers say? Well, advertisers sold eyeballs, not necessarily experiences. So Roku has seen a boom for more TV streamers, but Roku is not as clean cut as a streaming story like Netflix or Disney because they're kind of got the high recurring revenues and stream ad free. Um, Netflix and Disney do. And Roku, when they get a piece of the action, they get a piece of the action. So they kind of need the digital advertising. They, they've kind of diversified their business model in a bad way. Whereas Netflix and Disney have um, gone from diversification to more of a pure play on subscribers. So Roku gave a lot of unknowns. That's why the stock's lower. And I, I think that's happening right now is the companies are giving good guidance or being rewarded. The companies that are giving no guidance are getting a little bit of like, well, that's kind of interesting. We'll go somewhere else. AMD had an all-time high. Oop, there it is. Um, no, I'm not going to ever do that again. I need to apologize to my mother, my family. Um, I'm so, 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 so sorry for that. The Federal Reserve President, uh, Tom Barkin, He's out of Richmond. He said the recovery is less steep than originally thought and will take longer to complete. He said they're open to changing the terms of the lending program. He's still skeptical of yield curve controls. Fiscal stimulus is the right thing to do now, hint, hint, Wall Street. Um, not Wall Street, but bankers are telling Congress, get to work. 
Um, so that's a Federal Reserve banker. Now, you go to work and you may flip burgers or you go to work and you may talk on a microphone or you may go to work and uh, design a semiconductors. This guy goes to work and he looks at the economy in his region of the United States. And he's saying the recovery is going to take longer than expected. I'm not telling you he's drunk because he's probably not. He's probably pretty sober. Maybe cautious, but probably pretty sober. Um, I throw that out there for you. So lower your expectations. The NASDAQ has had a glorious year halfway through the year. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. The stock market is wavering with gains and losses. Um, there's more people spooked throwing money into treasuries right now. Initial claims for the week ending August 1 decreased by 249000 to $1.1 million. That number has to come all the way down to 300000 350000 before we say, oh, that's good. And we're at $1.1 million. Coronavirus relief negotiations are continuing this evening. There's a lot of drama in the news. Uh, Western Digital down 16%. AMD at an all-time high. Western Digital struggling, plunging. Market of winners and losers. Which one are you? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Talk to you soon. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I want to teach you the three things that make a good investor. And you can write these down if you want to. Talk to your children about them. Help them become good investors. What makes a good investor? I've been doing this 25 years, give or take a year. I'm not a great investor. I struggle with this. I work harder than you. That what makes me greater? No. It helps. But that's more of a, a reflection of these three traits. Intelligence helps in investing. I've observed some great investors, let's say 10 total, over the last 20 plus years. I've observed more bad ones than good ones. It's pretty clear why the good ones are good Intelligence. Typically, good investors are smart people. They try to observe correlations um, of their intelligence. It could be with math. It could be with science. It could be with being a cheerleading coach. I don't care. But you have to take that what intelligence you have and you have to blend it with an investing ability that you don't have. It's a weak correlation, but what you don't know can hurt you. I've seen some dumb people be great investors for short periods of time. Um, the IQs in the hedge fund world are 160 plus. And they're not always the most profitable. You've seen people like Warren Buffett say things along the lines of, I'll put money in an S&P 500 fund for 10 years versus your hedge fund and let's see who wins. And it's the S&P 500 fund. Um. What you need to do with your intelligence is somehow correlate it to your investability so that you kill the idea of luck and you kill the idea of skill. And what you're doing is you're working kind of an art form. It's almost an artistic brain that you need instead of just a pure scientific one. I've never met one person who – I've never met a quant worth a million dollars who did 10000 to a million. I've met investors who put $10,000 in Apple and made a million. Never met anyone. Never met anyone who could just look at numbers and go, bleep, 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 bleep. 
I would say the second and most important thing is not just intelligence and correlations to what you're trying to do with investing, but it's experience. I'm going to give a speech later today to some investors at New Focus. And one of the things I'm going to say is I've been in this industry since 96 in the middle of the dot-com bubble at the start of the dot-com bubble. I've seen a housing bubble. I've seen two housing bubbles. I've seen the European debt crisis. I've seen the S&P debt downgrade of the United States. I've seen the flash crash, the cotton bubble, beans in the teens. I've seen rare earth. I've seen uranium. I've seen Ebola. I've seen the wand devaluation, zero rates, negative rates, oil at 140, oil negative, COVID-19, Bitcoin, Tesla squeeze, Volkswagen, the cannabis bubble, security stocks in 2003, Ford debt downgrade, SARS, 9-11, the Iraq war, Trump's election, the CHF uh, revel. Argentina multiple times has gone bankrupt in my lifetime. Puerto Rico, Venezuelan bonds, European banks. And I've even seen the Asian financial crisis, long-term credit uh, debacle. And these all feel like these should be 100-year flood events that seem to be happening every year for 20 years. I'm not freaked out by COVID because I have something that is my last piece of the puzzle for you is emotional fitness. Emotional fitness works with intelligence and emotional fitness works with experience. And my experience counts for a lot. There aren't too many people with you know, a job dedicated to watching the stock market, to dedicating to getting you to retirement. That's kind of a rare job, all things considered. Um, but my emotional fitness is awesome. I've got the psychological makeup. I'm not greedy, I'm not fearful. I don't think I'm smarter than you. All of this plays into what I refer to as humility. And when you're hum- humble, you can take everything slowly and, and appreciate it. How do you manage risk? I just sold a large piece of wealth. And now do I put it at risk that was similar? Or do I put it at risk far less? I lower my gain expectations. How do I handle losses when I have losses after all I've had for 25 years as gains? There's been some tough years in there. But did you hear the stuff I've been through? I have a shirt that said I survived the four debt downgrade and all I got is this stupid shirt. I got a shirt that says I survived SARS and all I got is this stupid shirt. Same thing with 9-11. Before 9-11 in September 2001, August was the month where sharks were eating people. It was the summer of the shark. So you got to learn how to handle losses. And like after 9-11, there was a moment where I sat outside. I did a five-hour broadcast from 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. on 9-11. And the towers fell right around 9 on East Coast time, to give you an idea. I was talking to my economist friends. One guy came on, Roger Arnold, and said, you know, oh, it's, it's definitely Osama bin Laden. It's definitely Osama. This has him. He called it within 10 minutes of a tower falling. It wasn't, I mean, I didn't know that. But I remember sitting outside after five straight hours of, of talking about st- what's this going to do to the economy and terrorism and, you know, be safe, go pick up your kids. I was doing a job that I didn't sign up for. I did a job to be smart on stocks and get you to retirement. And there I have to do that. I've got all five hours on, on CD and I can't wait to play it for my kids one day. And I'm like, I don't know if I ever want to play it for my kids. That was a brutal day. I remember at 11.05 going outside. I lived a mile and a half from the Pentagon and that day I did the show from my home. And I heard the plane hit the Pentagon and I, I remember looking up at the sky and going, because you're two miles from the um, Ronald Reagan Airport, also known as National for those people over 40. 
Um, and there wasn't a plane in the sky. And I was like, I wonder if I'm going to have it. I wonder if I'm going to have to go to work at Starbucks. Like I, there was a couple questions in my head that day. And you live through this stuff, but you have to have the emotional fitness to do this. You have to have the psychological makeup that you can take losses. You got to be able to be humble when you, when you have wins. If you can't do those two things, you, you can't be an investor that's going to be successful all the time. Now, there's going to be psychological failings. I had a day that I need to take off yesterday because I, I basically worked myself to the bone and, and I had a breakdown physically. Mentally, a little like, ah, oh, I just want a day off. But hopefully those are, are few and far between and contained. It's okay to be psychological. It's okay to get angry. It's okay, but you can't do it all the time on Wall Street or you're going to be losing. Same thing like with gambling. The, the people who win well on blackjack, they have a system. They stick to it. They don't go all in. They don't, they, they don't try to get back their losses. Anyhow, I'm definitely not the sharpest pencil in the box, but I do those three things well. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. I try to put in some creative work on a daily basis um, because I do actually want people to get to retirement. I'm not an evil person, but I work with evil Wall Street commentary. Um, yesterday, I was refining a process of something I'm going to start probably in the next three months of writing. I want to bring some good writing to Wall Street. I'll share with that with you in the coming days and coming weeks. Um, is it a new blog? Not quite. Um, but there's a lot of product out there that we need to reinvent and we need to come up with each other and we need to help each other. So please help me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. We have a little bit of, uh, well, the market's going not going down, so it might as well go up mentality. That's a little dangerous. With that said, I'm not going to take away from it. I'm still at least 95% personally inv- invested personally. I have very little cash. I've got cash. But what I do is a lot of times shift my risk, maybe from big gains to underperformers. Now, keep in mind, here's a quick lesson. I'd, buy, I'd rather buy stocks that are winners than stocks that are losers. I'd rather buy mutual funds that have good exposure that are losers than mutual funds that are you know something that I don't need that are winners. So sometimes I'll sell my losers in stocks to fund my winners in stocks or my losers in stocks to fund my winners in mutual funds or exchange traded funds or index funds, 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 you get the idea. Facebook's up 3.3% today. Apple's up 1.1%. Alphabet's up 1.1%. Costco up. Huh. Costco reported some encouraging comparable sales numbers in July. I'm not a Costco guy because I like what happens with COVID where we all lock ourselves up and hide. I don't like crowds. I've never liked crowds. Um, I'm the kind of guy who like New Year's Eve when you're with 800,000 other people, I'm like, eh, I can't breathe. Where, 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 where's a nice, re- I want to have a nice sit down dinner with you, not sit with 800,000 people in the bitter cold, which for the record, that is so overrated, but I guess it's a life experience, right? 
better than feared initial claims report today. Apple, big company with a lot of sway on the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ is helping. So they're higher today. Sometimes the bigger the companies are, the more weighted the index is. The like You could be seeing some wrong action. Speaking of wrong, um, I don't know what happened to her, but she's blogging now. Susie Orman says Americans have the wrong, wrong, wrong idea when it comes to choosing a financial advisor. Personal finance guru, if you will, although I don't think she's really that much of a guru. Her advice is pretty normal to average. You can brush up on that with 10 minutes at CNN Money, if you know what I'm saying. She said a recent survey found that 53% of Americans believe financial advisors are required by law to put their client's best interest ahead of everything else when they give retirement advice. But that's not the case. Here's an area where I'm going to say she's right, but she's wrong, wrong, wrong. You don't need to talk to people like that. You don't. You know, yeah, financial advisors can hurt you. I like the CFP designation because in theory they're fiduciaries. But I'll tell you what, every CFP is not made the same. I'm really proud of the team that CFP Chad Burton's put together. These are people that I would trust uh, a widow with. I would trust my mom with. So, but like if you work for, there's a lot of companies out there. And I'm not knocking LPL Financial, but they'll hire anyone. My radio producer right now, he's, he's exploring college. He can listen to this show for a year and go, you know what? Rob Black is an old man. I'm going to go replace him. And the only people that are going to hire him is LPL Financial. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. They're willing to give jobs to basically anyone. And they say, hey, you sink or swim. Um, I saw a guy in this industry named Casey who he was trying to crack into it. And he was trying to pitch me annuities. I'm like, I'm not going to ever hire you if you pitch annuities, dude. You need to change that tune. Uh, one, two, three, like magic right now, right here. So not all advisors are created equal, but we don't need her talking to us like that. We don't need wrong, 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 wrong. And if you need that, there's something wrong with you. You see, Oprah made a return to TV. She's on Apple TV now doing interviews. I'm okay with that. But uh, she made some commentary on Black Lives Matter and Oh, boy, Twitter came down hard on her. Like, aren't you the ultimate white privileged person with a white privileged crowd? And I'm like, we are just sinking to those levels, aren't we? Twitter is like the ultimate and like we can snap at anyone. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to keep my mouth shut because <laughs> I don't want to be hated. 800-516-1220 to get calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um. Right now, it's probably not a good time for speculation on companies that are burning through a lot of cash. Because funding future cash is tough. But guess what? Right now is the perfect time to be aiming for the fence if that's your thing. Like self-driving cars right now that are like Pac-Man chomping through cash, chomp, 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 chomp. Um, They're probably doing something high end. You know, probably pretty brainy. But this is a time where speculation... And cash, cash can dry up. But right now, there's so much cash. The Federal Reserve has promised cash. Now, venture capitalists haven't. And venture capitalists sometimes are licking their wounds and they kind of want to like take advantage of weak companies. So they want to hold out a little bit. But that's digressing. Soaring gold could mean election day chaos. The big strong run up in gold prices to be on 2,000 ounce 
has got fears out there of a U.S. recession. And what we are seeing from a Federal Reserve member today say, you know, this recovery is going to take a little bit longer. Airlines are going to take a little bit longer. If airlines can take a little bit longer, then the whole thing's going to take a little bit longer. Because airlines are business travel and airlines are, are, are leisure. If that part of our economy gets gummed up, it's no bueno. I know you're saying, you really should learn proper Spanish. No. I don't want to. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, the, the markets are sunny side up right now. We're not having a lot of negative times. I do want you to remember the negative times. Oh, by the way, when I bring up gold now, I need to bring up silver. I'm still not going to play gold or silver. I will play my portfolios differently for inflation than the obvious. I hope you do too. For instance, I've recently been talking and looking into infrastructure in defense aerospace. Not going to tell you why, because I haven't finished that thought. Um, markets are a little bit in the red right now. We see everything trading just a little bit lower, like eight tenths of 1%. The biggest market that's down is the S&P 500, down one-fifth of 1%. But after the recent gains, you'd be a, a very greedy person to say the market shouldn't have a sideways day. We saw the jobless claims remain at troubling levels. We see Schumer, Pelosi, McConnell, Trump, Mnuchin. We see a lot of people talking about the next level of relief bill and what it's going to look like. I think it's going to be larger than expected. And that's a lot of cash that should create more inflation and send gold bugs and silver people higher. But again, I salute you, gold. Congratulations. You cracked 2,000. I didn't think you had it in you. Um, oil sitting stubbornly at 42, not giving me much of a tell. Oil at 42 is kind of saying it's expecting the economy to, to heat up. Or did it get so slow that we're just overcompensating? I see the 10-year treasury at 51 basis points. I see Tony Mendez called the show and said rates are super low. He offered me a rate of two and a quarter to two and a half percent. For a 30-year mortgage, that would save me 350 a month easy on my payment. And I extrapolate that to 4,000 and I go a year. Okay, that's a that's funding two two retirements at once. For 10 years you're going to get $20,000 in for each of them. That's amazing. That's unbelievable. That's all you have to do. You can sit back at that point in time and say, I'm going to enjoy recreational marijuana instead of invest in recreational marijuana. You can take some time off and say, hey, I'm going to go buy an Anheuser-Busch, a Bud Light, a Michelob Extra. Who buys that stuff instead of investing in it? Hey, it's not perfect. I'd like you to put more in. And I'm talking about this is for a 20-year-old person. But yeah, that's a good start. So we have a lot of positives coming out. Mortgage rates fall to a record low for an eighth time this year. Broken record, but I never thought I was going to hear it to say that again. Dan Gilbert, who owns the Cleveland Cavaliers, also owns Rocket Mortgage. Rocket filed an IPO, and he had to show his net worth. He's at $30 billion. Not too shabby. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, ExxonMobil has given a warning on the oil prices and how it's going to affect their bottom line. ExxonMobil used to be the biggest company in the world. I bring that up in large part because things will always shift. 
but Microsoft used to be the biggest company in the world. Apple is the biggest company in the world. Who will be the biggest company in the world in 10 years? It probably won't be any of those three companies. Things change. Uh, Bank of America is getting a lot of commentary right now because Warren Buffett has increased his purchase. Is that good enough for me? No, but I've been looking at Bank of America in the last 24 hours because of it. He's not always right, but he's not usually wrong. Something like that. Consultant broker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. I'm Rob Black. You're not. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Uh, I'm prepping for a speech later today. I'm going to give it to some of the clients at New Focus Financial. And it's going to be very, very small. But one of the things I'm going to focus on is obviously politics and obviously what's happened with COVID. And what we expect 2021 to look like and beyond. 2021 is maybe a little bit too early to put specifics on, but not necessarily. One area that's seen a lot of action recently, a lot of action, and has a lot of visibility is real estate. Let's bring in Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. You dropped me an email this week, uh, Tony. And you said something along the lines of, and Tony does the show Thursday night, so that's going to be tonight here on KDOW, 6 o'clock. You sent me, like, you won't believe this, Rob, but I know you refinanced 18 months ago, but you could save 340 bucks a month if you refinance right now again, because rates are down to two and a quarter to two and a half percent, depending on credit, depending on income, depending on size of loan and stuff like that. But I could actually benefit from another refi, and that blew my mind, because as a financial guy, I could put those savings of 350 bucks. I could fund my whole kid's retirement in the next 10 years with those savings. They'd get him, you know, from 10 to 20 and have, give him $20,000 and boom, he never has to contribute again. What's your thoughts, Tony? Yeah. You know, I've, I've been in this business for a while now and I never thought that I would keep saying that same thing, um, you know, more than once. I remember the first time I did a rate below 5%. Then I did my first rate below 4%. And then, 3%, 3%, believe it or not, on looking at the 15-year rate sheets, there's actually rates below 2% that are posted. There's some points to it, but yeah, these there are, we've gone through several different phases of, wow, these rates are keep, they keep dropping. Now, you can watch the 10-year uh, yield, you know, how it's now in line with interest rates, and it's being properly represented. So we're, we're taking, the mortgage rates are properly being um, priced out and primed for taking advantage of right now. Now, give me an example. Um, two and a quarter, two and a half percent. It, we're not going to go negative. Uh, banks are going to pay us to hold mortgages. Maybe, maybe not, but uh can never say never. But two point two quarter percent on 30 year fixed. It pays to be aggressive right now. But again, it paid to be aggressive last year to like get your refi done. Um, low cost loans do not make a lot of sense when you can get long term rates this this low. What do you see in fifteen year? You see in thirty year? What do you see in as far as the product, the term of these low rates, as far as more desirable? Well, for the people who can take advantage of this, and that's that's the key part of this. There is a haves and haves nots part of the the interest rates because of the way that they 
you know, we're in forbearance, the CARES Act, lenders are fearful of buybacks, and um, investors just don't want riskier loans. So if you can get it, it's all about options. So you just described, you know, the 30-year fix can be as low as 2.5%. Uh, the 15-year can be as low as 2 and a quarter, 2 and 2% even. These are options for people. Then there's things called flex loans. Flex loans are where somebody says, well, I don't want to refinance to another 30 years or, or to another 20 years. I, I have 18 years left. You can get 18-year loans now. So you can get a 22-year loan. So there's options for people for to really customize what they want to do with their long and short-term uh, objectives, especially yeah. people who are getting close to retirement because they might say, I want my house paid off in 21 years. Can I get a 21-year loan? So it's all about options right now. I recently uh, converted a big chunk of – 5% chunk of Apple into cash. And for me, it can make sense to use some of that cash to pay down a loan to get an even lower cost loan. It's a little bit of math involved. You did a really good job of showing me that example. Um, it's something like if I put $25,000 into getting the loan from like 540 down to 510, then I could qualify for that two and a quarter. If I don't, then it's more of a two and a half. You do the math for a lot of people. I would say sometimes you're too verbose, but in a good way when it comes to information, not in a bad way. Um, a lot of people are working from home, um, working from home as a lender, Tony, um, is it making your job easier to get someone alone or is it making your job tougher? Because you're going to the office, but you're also working a lot more from home from the lender side. How's it looking? Well, there's a, there is a silver lining here, uh, to this whole mess with, uh, the way lenders are reacting, <clears throat> pardon me, to, uh, in the sense that before, COVID, lenders were really kind of just starting to ease into um, at-home work, okay, uh, telecommuting. Now, it's, they're just full board ready to do it, all right? So it's a lot easier to work from home. You could even work in a different state if you had to, and you can get a home loan when your office is in Palo Alto, for example. So lenders are really easing those types of guidelines. So it's a lot easier. Okay. Sounds good. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Um, again, I wanted to get him on air today to promote that I've never seen rates as low as two and a quarter, two and a half, and I kind of qualify for them. I may have to do a little bit of financial engineering. That's where a good uh, mortgage lender comes in. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Listen, I'm not pimping for him. I'm pimping for you. It's a good idea at this point in time to say, hey, if you have a mortgage at 4%, at least you should think about this at rates under 3%, down low is two and a quarter, two and a half. You should think about it if you feel comfortable that you're going to be servicing that loan for the foreseeable future. Like I said, I could save $340, $350 a month in interest payments. And I could put, you know, that, what is that, uh, $4,200 roughly a year into a retirement plan. You do that for 10 years, that's $40,000. In seven more years, that's $80,000. It's a lot of money. It's, it's a little bit of financial and engineering in a smart way, but you should make sure it's appropriate for you. Consult an expert as well as an expert lender like Tony. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. 
I'm going to be telling some financial planners today, don't forget to remind your clients to look at this. That's why I wanted to get Tony on. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Gold and silver trading higher again. I think they're the most interesting momentum plays right now as the mega cap stocks have handed the baton. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com.